taste of Melbourne's diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wurundjeri Land in the Kulin Nation, Stolen Land. We pay our respects to Elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. On today's program we will hear from two very worldly and extensively published performers, Australasian writer Stephen Oliver and Indian poet Amit Dayabadsha. Stephen presents a work recorded with original music by Matt Otley, and Amit takes us on a journey of storytelling and poetry recorded live on the 27th of August this year at the Cherry Tree Hotel. Firstly, a piece by Stephen Oliver, entitled Ballad of Miss Goodbar. Stephen is the author of 14 poetry collections, seven chapbooks and one memoir. His works have been translated into German, Spanish, Chinese and Russian, and he's travelled extensively. He is currently living in Aotearoa, or New Zealand. His most recent publication is Unposted Autumn Leaves, a memoir in essays by Greywack Press. Here is Stephen Oliver with Ballad of Miss Goodbar. Miss Goodbar did bondage to the two-back beast With a body decked out like a picnic feast Turned a few smart tricks every night at least She prayed would last forever The neighbours they lamented the noise she made And petitioned to get that good lady spayed We've all got a particular stock and trade Who believe love lasts forever They took that petition to the council or And rapped loud and long upon his redwood door Didn't hear him screwing on the parquet floor The world spins on forever The weekend rolled on And the weekend rolled by the janitor jock had a wandering eye Slipped on his sneakers and buttoned up his fly Whose soul shall burn forever Late Sunday night about ten it must have been Not a creature stirred except the street noise queen Issued from Miss Goodbye's pad A high-pitched scream That echoed on forever They called in the coppers with guns on the hips They called in the priest with a prayer on his lips They dusted down Miss Goodbye for fingerprints And a bed gone cold forever Next to a body lay a bunch of brass keys not what you'd expect to be the normal 
a slit wide open from her neck to her knees. The blood flowed on forever. gave him a trial, then tied him to a chair and fried him a while. Yet no one could account for that wayward smile, frozen on his face forever. Her first great lover was Christ upon the cross, her second great lover, an insurance boss. Miss Goodbar lies tucked in a bed of green moss, and there she sleeps forever. This month, Melbourne's beloved art house Cinema Nova turns 30 and is inviting you to celebrate. Revisit Cinema Nova favourites with a curated programme of popular features that Melbourne movie lovers took to their hearts, including Parasite, Call Me By Your Name, Ligon Street, Si Parla Italiano, and more. Tickets on sale now. Cinema Nova, Melbourne's favourite independent cinema since 1992. A 3CR supporter. This is the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855am or streaming from 3cr.org.au. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening. The work we just heard was by trans-Tasman poet Stephen Oliver, entitled Ballad of Miss Goodbar. We now turn our attention to another well-travelled balladeer, Amit Dayabadshah. Amit is visiting this country to share his newest collection of poetry, The Tiger Poet, and we recorded his performance at the Cherry Tree Hotel recently. Amit grew up in the northern Indian state of Haryana and now lives in New Delhi. He's the founder of the popular hub for poets, Delhi Poetry, that's P-O-E-T-R-E-E if you want to look that up on social media. This is Amit Daihabadshah at Cherry Poets in August 2022. Thank you. Thank you. You know, from my village in Haryana, uh, which is a state on three sides of Delhi, it's a state of farmers and soldiers, and one poet in the English language. Uh, it's, it's been a long journey to this place, a very, very long journey. My grandmother lived to be 107 years, and she had two very strict rules. She said, in this house, no electricity and no books. So why? Why no books? Why no electricity? And she said, if you have too many books, you will work with the knowledge of other people and you will not create any knowledge yourself that you can apply in your day-to-day work. And as for electricity, she said, you will bring in machines 
and they will do your work for you and you will grow lazy and sickly and be useless for farming or soldiering. Uh, those are the two professions in my state. There, there is no third profession. Uh, I practically invented it, poetry. I am addicted to reading poetry in, in Australia. When I read poetry in India, it's like reading to a full bench of the Chief Justices of the Supreme Court. Uh, we have 1,800 languages that are being spoken even as we meet here right now. 1,800 languages. Our parliament works in about 33 languages. So the diversity is so much that when people come to a reading, they bring these filters of different culture, different food, different heritage, different experience, different education. And you're lucky on a good day if you can get 10 words out of 100 through all those filters. But when I read in Australia, I get this feeling that I'm reading to a very tactile and open audience which is willing to listen to you with fresh senses, with open ears, open eyes, open hearts. And it's, it's, a, it's a source of great relief for me uh, to read here. This poem is called COVID Blessings because I don't know how many of you are active on Zoom readings, but uh, during this difficult period, my books have sold only because of readings on Zoom. And this book was launched in the US uh, last October, November. And if it weren't for Zoom, uh, I would have no source of income. I'm a working poet. I have no other source of uh, uh, income. And uh, for the last 26 years, my uh, livelihood has been supported completely by poetry. COVID blessings. Never before have footsteps in the stairwell quenched the aching thirst of loneliness so well. Never before have footsteps in the stairwell quenched the aching thirst of loneliness so well. Can't remember when the doorbell sounded so sweet. And the mind invented a winning game of recognizing people by the door knocks. Never have the eyes above the masks presented their credentials so beautifully or told so many stories in a single look. Never has a virus so challenged our ignorance or our intellectual arrogance so much. Now we know that all our study and all our science has barely scratched the surface of what we need to know to survive the consequence of our unthinking ways. The large number of humans on the planet have made us insensible towards each other. COVID has saved and revived our sensibility. So we really see each other and not merely look at the relative poverty of each other's features. COVID took away our sense of taste and smell so we could learn to renew them and sense the flavors of air, water, earth. For the first time today, I swear I could taste the morning sun. It had a light sweetness. Uh, there's a great poet who passed away um, 
two years ago in Mumbai called Nida Fazli. And he said that unless your poetry represents the journey of your life, the journey that you're performing, unless your poetry comes from your own experience, it is not poetry, it's fiction. It took me a long time to absorb what he said. And uh, so a set of poems that talk about my journey, my transition from my village, a small village in Haryana, um, farming, and the same thing every time. It's uh, wheat, sugarcane, rice, and mustard, and cane, and again, and again, and again. But today we are the world's second largest producers of wheat, and India no longer faces famine. It's a transition that's taken place in, in the last 50 years. This poem is called Transition. Farewell fields of diamond dew and saffron morning light. Farewell fields of diamond dew and saffron morning light. And deep at earth that sucks and holds as frozen birds take flight. Now one farewell to all the love that milks the cows to froth and stirs the blood and strokes the flame till work and love are brought. A last farewell to the things I knew and the things I don't know yet. Words fade to nothing as the cows come home and softly dust sunset. <clears throat> now, it's an extraordinary thing how uh, a poem, how a poem uh, uh, translates from one language into another. Uh, I have an older sister who is a very, very gifted, creative person, and she once told me, you are tone deaf. Don't ever sing. And so I made it a point that in every season I will write one poem in a cadence that can be sung. The word sing in India is used for lions. And so everyone from Haryana has a part of his surname, Amit. Sing Dahiya Bacha. You know, Amit Singh, Sher Singh, Ran Singh, Veer Singh. People think it's because we're supposed to be insanely brave and gallant on the battlefield. Uh, my community has the strange distinction of the world's biggest blood regiment. I'm from a community called Jats, J A T. We think it stands for justice, action, and truth. But you ask anyone uh, 10 kilometers outside Haryana, in the capital of Delhi, for instance, and they'll tell you it stands for just avoid them. And, and it took me 10 years to get a reading in Delhi. 10 years of banging my head against the wall, give me a reading. And they'd say, English poetry from Haryana? Isn't your culture agriculture? Terrible joke, but uh, that, that's how it is. So I want to do this poem, the same poem that I read for you, Transition, but in Hindustani. घरों से जब निकले तो खेत बिक चुके थे घरों से जब निकले तो खेत बिक चुके थे पानी के दाने सारे रुक चुके थे कुल्हाड़ी के नीचे बाग झुक चुके थे मेरी नीली नहर और मैं चले दिल्ली जहाँ नदियाँ थी सूखी, बोतल थी गीली, 
थोड़ी सी मिली थी तो मैंने भी पी ली नशा जब वो आया तो ऐसा आया पैसा ही पैसा ईमानत बकाया सुना है ये तूफान गुड़गावा भी आया जहाँ होता था अमर होता था जामन जहाँ होता था अमर होता था जामन तोता होता था और होता था बामन परिंदों का कलरव गुरुओं का राग बाजरे की रोटी चलाए का साग माना हाईवे से बेहतर नहीं होती पगडंडी माना हाईवे से बेहतर नहीं होती पगडंडी और जामुन से मोल की छाया है ठंडी लेकिन माली की छोरी बिके पैसों की मंडी सुन ले सुन ले सुन ले सुन ले गुड़गावा के राजा और रानी ये तेरी मेरी मिट्टी की है कहानी तेरी आंखों में आएगा खेतों का पानी घरों से जब निकले तो खेत बिक चुके थे पानी के दाने सारे रुक चुके थे कुल्हाड़ी के नीचे बाग झुक चुके थे पैसे के आगे हम सब बिछ चुके थे पैसे के आगे हम सब बिछ चुके थे Now, now, now you know how hard uh, life is uh, back in India. I mean, a poem that you can finish in six lines in English uh, run into approximately 30 lines in Hindustani, and it completely explains why we are such a verbose uh, people. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR Community Radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976. You are tuned to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. We're playing a live recording of poet Amit Dayabadsha at Cherry Poets in August 2022. Uh, when you make this this transition from my village to Delhi, it's a transition of about 75 kilometers. It's another world. I mean, you might find this hard to believe, but I am more comfortable in Melbourne than I am in Delhi. that's not just for me it's my entire community uh, we are required only when there's a war on or if there's a famine farming and soldiering you know our job is to sweat on the wheat field and bleed on the battlefield apart from that there is no use for us in my country and gradually my community is being marginalized and their their uh, uh, place in political power is being diluted all the time <clears throat> it's it's quite an amazing city delhi where every twisting turning winding lane tells growing tales of mystery where every twisting turning winding lane tells growing tales of rumors laced with mystery where any piece of fallen stone could be a piece of broken history where empires forged in blood and steel have stayed as saffron scent on kitchen air where the paradox is everywhere of an imperial city with the flavors of a village where a pavement dweller dares to tell you what your life holds and his caged parrot picks your chances where a street urchin steals only the tune from your car stereo and dances 
where there is still shade enough for shadeful glances, where a true love still waits to be found, with just four lines of good poetry. Delhi. Um, my, my parents were both freedom fighters, both of them, when Gandhi was leading the freedom struggle for India's independence from the British. And um, I know that they didn't die very happy because they saw the direction that freedom was taking us in, that there was a grab for political power and people were misusing it. It, it, it does something strange to you being raised by two freedom fighters. Because then for the rest of your life, you can't look the other way or turn the other cheek. And my friends believe there should be a law against two freedom fighters marrying each other, because then this is what you get. <laughs> this poem is called, Whose Republic? One by one, turn by turn, the cat and the bat and the crow and the rat have taken my city. One by one, turn by turn, the cat and the bat and the crow and the rat have taken my city. Insomnia rules the night and fear of the siren and the flasher rule the day. And that broad promised highway into the future is taken up by the motorcades of the politician, the shaker and mover, the power broker, the wheeler dealer, the spin doctor, the troubleshooter. Leaving only a tiny lane for we the people to navigate our way precariously ahead. In 70 years, we the people have been broken and tamed. The have-nots have been bought with false promises. The haves have been bought with tax loopholes. The middle class is ritually slitting its own throat upon the sharp edge of the credit card. And the last of the freedom fighters are breathing bravely on life support systems. And we the children of the freedom fighters, we are doubly damned and doubly doomed. For we have not learned to look the other way or turn the other cheek. So shoot me thrice when my time comes. Once in the gut to balance the pain of so much hunger and unequal living. Once in the heart for it was a fickle thing and always too easily broken. And once in the head for always thinking the impossible and dying to make it happen. An extraordinary thing in Delhi, when you come to Delhi, you discover this exquisite form of script. It's called Urdu. Urdu is the, uh, the Indian distillate of Arabic because the Mughals ruled India for five, six hundred years and they brought it with them. And it has stayed to become the script of a language called Urdu, which is only found in India. And it's a very beautiful, elegant, courtly language. There is scarcely a language in the world that can match Urdu for its, uh, uh, for its poetic uh, worth, for its poetic value. Because the words are like, 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 like filigree, like, like delicate jewelry work, you know. Uh, the cadence is exquisite. The the way the consonants arrange themselves, uh, the alliterations, uh, they're all, all, all wonderful. It's great language. So this poem is called The Script of Urdu. So if you've seen Arabic, then you've seen Urdu, what it looks like. 
night stars impaled on black buckhorns. Night stars impaled on black buckhorns, the crescent curve of moon sand dune, the sharpness of acacia thorns. Of these, the script of Urdu born. Oh, how the marsh reed celebrates every drop of wetness in the ink. Long flowing strokes and hesitates to contemplate and pause to think. Uh, this word is uh, God in, in Arabic, Allah. Hmm? Oh, how the marsh reed celebrates every drop of wetness in the ink. Long flowing strokes and hesitates to contemplate and pause to think. They say that wisdom is the journey's wage upon the ivory prayer bead trail of vanished herds. The pen caravans across the desert page, bearing the fruit and shade of chosen words. This is the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. We've been playing a live recording of poet Amit Dayabadsha at Cherry Poets in August 2022. Please check out our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word, to download a podcast of this and many years of past shows. We will also post links to today's artists, Amit and Stephen Oliver, whose work we heard at the top of the program. To take us out, here is one of Amit's famous poems, The Last Will and Testament of the Tiger. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening. When you have stolen my skin from my entity and removed the roar from my life, O hunter, wield the skinning knife with some grace, a little skill. For I too have hunted and killed many, many, many times, but every kill was a prayer and praise of the Creator. My movements were always quick, clean, merciful, such is the way of true believers. But do you now hunt a slice, slash, and cut clean? I pray only that you leave no part of me behind to be eaten by the jackal and the hyena. For I have ruled this forest on behalf of the Creator Himself, and there is no honor in a king becoming carrion. So take the sacred color from my coat, send it back to the maker of sunsets. So take the sacred color from my coat, send it back to the maker of sunsets, take the darkness of my stripe, return it to the shadow and the undergrowth and the night, for that is where it was obtained. Take the white from the fur of my belly and send it back to a new ice age that will return to avenge me. Send my roar back to my maker, that he fill the heavens with my rage at this shabby end for a true king ordained by God himself. Send my claws to the young of the rich and the highborn to save them from their own nightmares. Send my teeth to Tibet that their aspirations for freedom find new teeth. Send my bones to China that they find a cure for the fear that builds such great walls. 
Send my fat to Singapore that they learn to make a bomb that is mine, not merely a name. Send my shit to the alchemists, for that is the only substance they have not yet tried in their efforts to invent gold. Give my entrails to whoever shall have them. But hang on to my eyes, you puny murderer, that your tribe might know that you did not fell a creature beneath you. But I looked you in the eye and did not flinch when you shot me. Instead, I am turned away, released from the cancer of your footprint. Oh. Uh-huh.